0: Hey and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you are tuning in. Thank you for joining me in the zone with Tamika Nicole, where we talk all things sports, all the news, action, game, recaps, everything you need to know to stay up to par of what's going on in the sports world. So let's jump into today's show. Some good games took place. So let's dive right into it and get into the zone. So the Brooklyn Nets and the Bucks series has taken a turn. The ties have turned, and it almost looks like it could be in favor of the Bucks. Now the Nets were leading this series zero to two until Game Three, when the Bucks came through, and they were able to come out with a tough—it was a tough, ugly win. But they were able to pull it out, winning against the Nets, eighty-six to eighty-three, and that was on Thursday. Then you had this past Sunday when they met, and you had Kyrie Irving go down with a ankle injury. He landed on Giannis's foot and went as he was going up for a shot and came that came back down, landed on Giannis's foot, and he was in pain and hitting the ground. And you know. Or what I've noticed as watching sports that you can tell by the reaction of the player. He's hitting the ground and just frustrated and angry. So you know that he knows he's about to miss some games. That something isn't right. It isn't good. And I know that I'm about to be out for a minute. And I'm frustrated. I'm upset because it's the worst time. could not possibly be now this is happening. And so I knew it was something wrong then as far as not, obviously his injury, but I'm talking about as far as the degree of the injury. When he was able to walk, go to the locker room and put some weight on it, I thought, well, maybe he will be okay. He's able to put some weight on it. So, you know, it's probably not a season ending injury, but I did not take in consideration that he was blood and body was still probably pumping adrenaline and then we find out that he was in a boot after coming out the locker room so that's not good I'm not sure as far as the timetable but I'm sure he's going to be missing some weeks that's my guess until I'm able to get a clear more clear update I know that they were trying to get to see if James Harden would be geared up and ready for Game 5, but it's not looking like he's going to be able to. And you know they're trying to get him back as soon as possible with his hamstring. You know, he was out with the hamstring injury. So now you have two stars out, and you only have KD in right now as far as those top three players for the Brooklyn Nets. KD is going to have to... Go back to his MVP day. Not that he has slipped or anything like that, but it'll be interesting to see if KD can carry his team and if other members of his team, Joe Harris and others, will step up. They will have to step up. One man cannot win the game. One man can give you an edge and keep you in the game, but it's going to take help of those around them as well. But looking at the last two games, so we know that the Nets were up 2-0 in the series until that third game on Thursday, and the Bucks were able to pull out. It was an ugly win. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. It was an ugly win, but it was a win, and they beat the Nets 86-83. to and then you had the game Sunday, and this is the game where Kyrie um, went out and they were able, the Bucks were able to beat the Nets 107-96. to So we have a game tonight at 7.30 p.m., that's Central Standard Time, my time. And so we'll have to see if Kevin Durant can pull this off, if he can show some people say he's one of the best athletes, period. So I think it'll be interesting just to see the challenge KD takes on. Can he step up and perform and help keep the Nets in this series? Or will the Bucks overpower them due to them losing their two top players? So I just think that'll be something to, to look at. I know most people are saying, well, the Bucks are about to take it. But we still have to see what KD brings, what Joe Harris brings, what other members. I don't think it's because even with Kyrie going out, KD and the, the Nets, they look a little shook at first. KD was having some turnovers. They were having some issues. But KD still had a great game. So I think it would just be interesting to see how – how far he could carry the team, and if it can be enough to contend with the bucks and Giannis and what they bring, so that's what I'll be looking forward to tonight and looking forward to discussing Thursday. but check out that game tonight, and let's see which way it goes. Will the bucks have the tires turn for them to be able to take the nets out now, this will be a big upset. Because we've thought the Nets were going to take I did the East because they had such a great team when you have Harden, when you have Kyrie, when you have KD. But they just cannot seem to stay healthy. And and worst of all, it's not just one of them out. Now we have two of them out. So I still think this series is going to be interesting to watch. i am um, got my eyes on KD, what he can do. Him being, you know, people saying one of the greatest athletes, um, a previous MVP. I don't think it's completely over. So we'll check it out and we'll talk about it on Thursday. But check that game out tonight. So that Prescott got his big deal with the Dallas Cowboys signing for $160 with with $126 million guaranteed. I believe it was a five-year deal. But congrats to Dak Dak for getting that because, in his situation, it always wouldn't have worked out for somebody that way. In the midst of him getting hurt before his contract, a compounded fractured, um, a compound fracture and dislocation of his ankle. Ooh, that's a mouthful. um, Which is you know a pretty big injury, especially for with him being a mobile quarterback or a quarterback period, but to go through that injury before signing the contract was, first of all, like, that's what you don't want, you know, and but for Dak Prescott, it worked out for his favor because it's like his presence off the field and being injured, having to be off the field and have that time off, it really showed what his presence really was on the field with him being off the field. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't always work out for everybody like that. But I think that's pretty admirable and, you know, pretty cool for Dak that it worked out for him in that way. The question that I have is with the other QBs that were also in his draft class. Um, Carson Wentz and... Jared Goff with them getting these big contracts and it not necessarily working out for them or their teams. Um, getting paid or getting played. <laughs> but for Carson Wentz, he had signed a four-year deal with the Eagles for $128 million. And that season before, he had a 93.1 passer rating. Awesome, but it just... Didn't, it just went downhill from, you know, there or um, don't know if it was organizational or coaching or, you know, just him. But I guess we'll see as he's now a Colt. And then looking at Jared Goff, who has signed a four-year deal with the Rams for $134 million, uh Sean McVay decided to move on from that. It just... Didn't turn out to be the production um, that they wanted for the amount that he's getting paid. So now he's a Detroit Lion. So now we're looking at Dak Prescott with his big deal. So I think a lot of eyes will be on him as far as, number one, him coming back from an injury. Will he still, now he said he's buried the the injury mentally. And I can understand, first of all, how that's the biggest bulk of coming back from injury because it's like, do you lose confidence in your ankle or your ability to be that mobile quarterback that you were or is it going to make you tend to be more more in the pocket now? Or are you a little bit kind of worried about, you know, running like you did last time? And so sometimes just mentally, an injury can be more mental. You can heal physically, but there's a loss of confidence. But Dak is saying that he's good on that. He's confident. He's 100% mentally and physically. So I think all eyes will be on him due to that. And then also with him signing this big contract, will he play up to par of this 160 million with 126 of it being guaranteed, will he play up to par to that? We saw that for Zeke Elliott, he signed his 90 dollar um 90 million dollar deal and his production he's been um effective, but his production has not been what it was or what people would have liked to see. After what we, after what we've seen him do in Ohio, and then that coming in that first year into the league, his production has seemed to drop off since signing that deal. So, I don't know if it has anything to do with signing the big contracts first, or whatnot, or you know, if it if it works out for the teams, it doesn't always seem to be working out for the teams this way, but. Again, we'll see if Zeke is able to step his game up. I think this is a year for Zeke where he's going to have to really show who he is. Um, and can, will he be a consistent value for the Cowboys? And like I said, just, and maybe with Dak coming back, maybe he'll be back to that level, seeing what Dak has gone through. Maybe Dak will be able to be that, you know, motivation for him. You know, I know they have a close relationship, but he did have Dak for five weeks last season before, you know, because Dak got hurt in week five. So his production, even within those first five games, still wasn't up to par to what we know he has been. So I just think it'll be interesting just taking a look when we look at the Cowboys. First of all, Dak, first of all, will he play up to par and will Zeke play up to par as well? Because it has been suggested that they possibly should have moved on from Zeke or Jalen, you know, to to free up some money and opportunities to bring in some other players. So, I think it'll just be interesting to see just looking at Dak and Zeke. At first, I was like, oh, the focus will be on Dak, but I think there will be a lot of focus on Zeke as well. But taking a look at the NFC East, I think so many teams have bolstered up their roster, and I know everybody's been like, the NFC East is trash, or you've called them the NFC least, but... A lot of moves have been made to be competitive within the division. People are still grabbing players, trying to fill spots. So I think this year NFC East will be NFC Beast. But we'll see how it goes. (laughs) So one of my favorite series that I've been watching is the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. I don't know if the Clippers just love losing the first two like they did when they played the Mavericks in that series. And then come out and win the next two. But if I was a Clippers fan, my blood pressure would be just through the roof. Like, can you just win one of the first two or win the first two first? (laughs) I don't know if they just love climbing out the hole or what it is. But, yes, the Clippers lost the first two games. And then, you know, everybody's holding their head. Like, what is wrong with the Clippers? It's Kawhi and PG-13. Are they not who they really say they are supposed to be? But then they always come through. Um those next two games. Kawhi said the series is not over whatsoever, and he's he's kept his word about that. So the Jazz beat the Clippers first two games, then game one the Jazz beat the Clippers 112 to 109 and then beat them in that second game. 117 to 111, but I gotta give a shout out to Donovan Mitchell who's been balling out since he's since he's came back. Like he should be up there with MVPs and superstars because not only has he came out scoring great, but it's been it's been consistent. In that game one against the Clippers, he scored. 45 points number 45 scored 45 points amazing then in that second game where the jazz beat the clippers 117 to 111 he scored 37 points in game three he scored 30 points in game four he scored 37 points again but on the other side of the ball I have to give PG-13 a shout-out after all of the hate and doubt and being called overrated because he's PG-13. They're saying he's overrated. And to hear all this negativity in the media about you, he didn't let that affect his game, his mental or his game in general. So in Game 3, Paul George got tired of hearing all of that. (laughs) And Paul George scored 31 points, y'all, in game three. And then in game four, he scored another 31 points. So Paul George wants y'all to know he's still here. He's still got it. He's still okay. And the Clippers are going to be just fine. Now, in this last game um, that took place, Last night, Kawhi looked like he might have tweaked his knee or something. We'll have to see how that goes. He said, I am just fine. Nothing to worry about. But, of course, that's what he's going to (laughs) say. He doesn't want to say if there's something wrong or, you know, if there's a possibility of, you know, having to miss a game. Plus, he didn't know he hadn't been evaluated. And you still have adrenaline going through you, so... We'll see if that turns out to be something that we need to look out for or not. But Donovan Mitchell playing great ball, being consistent. And then PG-13, we'll see if he can keep it up um, because that's what it's going to take. Not just Kawhi, but PG-13 being consistent. But they do play again tomorrow at 9 p.m., that's Central Standard Time, my time. So that's tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll see what happens in game five as the Clippers take on the Jazz. So, just a quick look at one of my other favorite series, the 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. Boy, was that a game last night! It looked like the 76ers had it, like they had control of the game, the momentum. The Atlanta Hawks had been down as much as eighteen points, y'all, and just came back and won that game one oh three to one hundred. It was one of those games that were down to the last minute of just scoring and seeing which way the game was gonna go. Cause it could have went either way. But the Hawks did pull it out one oh three to one hundred. It was that. Close. It's been a great series. So, just to take a quick recap of the series, so we know the Hawks won the first game 128 to 124. Then the 76ers won the next game 118 to 102. And then the 76ers won the next game 127 to 111. So, this brought it up to a 2 1 lead, and then you had last night what looked like the 76ers were going to win, but the Hawks, like I said, came through in that last minute, one oh three, winning 103 to 100 yesterday. So now we have a tied series, y'all. Yes, this is going to be good. So just taking a look at this game, just in turnovers, the Atlanta Hawks only had four turnovers to where the 76ers had 12 turnovers so that was a game killer for the 76ers and I think Joel Embiid is just still struggling with that tear in his meniscus and just trying to play I tried to give you insight into what that was like because I have a torn meniscus and tried to play soccer adult soccer you know with it like I said it can catch it can be aggravating but if he were to land on it or his knee were to hit the ground in certain ways, it does aggravate it. And so I think he's struggling with that a little bit. But just taking a look at the last night's game, um, Tobias Harris had 20 points. You had Joel Embiid with 17 points, so he didn't score, you know, what he normally scores. You had Seth Curry, who had a great game. He scored 17 points. Ben Simmons scoring 11 points. So scoring wasn't um, everybody's best. Seth Curry, it was a great game for him, though. But with Joel B, like I said, I just think his knee and just some of the falls and things he's taking, I think it's taking a toll on him. But he's playing great ball. He's still just a monster out there and I can see why people are like well he should have been MVP you know I think it was tough between him and Nikola I think what cost Joel and B from having it is just that he missed um, so many games and whereas Nikola Jokic um, didn't miss as many games but just taking a look at the um, the game, as well as far as what the Hawks brought to the table, you had John Collins scoring fourteen points, you had Bogdanovich scoring twenty-two points, and Trey Young scoring twenty-five points. So, um, I think it'll be interesting to see how Game Five goes. Now that we're we're tied at two and two, uh, looking like the series could just really go. I want to say the 76ers have an edge over the Hawks just due to Joel and Bede and height. And I was just cracking up last night as they were talking on um, the post game about Trae Young trying to uh, defend against Joel and Bede and just the height difference. <laughs> And how you just basically just have to throw the ball over his head. Like you should not have Trey Young sticking Joel on Joel and B that is just not a good matchup <laughs> whatsoever. So we'll see if they keep that going or if they make that change. But game five will take place tomorrow at six thirty PM. So I'm excited to see Um who's gonna step up and I'm hoping Joel and B is able to to play at least somewhat healthy Um, I'm not sure if he's dealing with anything other than that torn meniscus um, in his knee not that you need anything else going on but he just seemed to um, to slow down after taking um, a couple of spills on falls so we'll see how he's looking and just see who wants it because it looks like like I said it's about like they used to say, "Who's hungry for? It? Who wants it?" So we'll see. That's tomorrow at six thirty p.m. I wanted to thank you specifically for joining me today and listening to my podcast in the zone with Tamika Nicole. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and the topics that we discussed. If you have any comments, opinions thoughts, questions, anything, please hit me up at Tamika Zone at gmail.com as I would love to start reading the listeners' opinions, thoughts, questions, and just have some good discussions all around where we get more of your thoughts and opinions as the listener and not just mine. Also, please share my podcast with your friends and family members, your homeboys, your homegirls, anybody that you know that loves sports. I would really appreciate the support as I'm trying to grow and expand with my love of sports. You can also subscribe and find me on Google Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Breaker. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode as we're always talking about the hot topics and having good shows. So you don't want to miss out on anything that we have going on. So I appreciate the support and I thank you for joining me today in the zone.